this series of readings and reflections, highlighting books on yoga and Advaita philosophy, comes from the Self-Revelation Church of Absolute Monism. I am Srimati Karuna, the minister of this church, and today I wish to share with you excerpts from Swami Premananda's book entitled The Way of Wisdom and Self-Liberation. You will hear passages and excerpts from this publication offered by Steve Bauer. We have, in a sense, a triangle of wisdom, will, and love. And by this triangle of wisdom, will, and love, we attempt to live the spiritual life, to reveal, to nurture, and to realize. This wisdom, will, and love, or put in other terms, of consciousness, existence, and bliss, presents a triune nature of the self. A triune nature. We know the sum of the measures of the angles of a triangle. But do we know the sum of life devoted to this triangle of wisdom, will, and love? Each side of the triangle should be contemplated until consciousness raising occurs, until we uplift the mind with the understanding of the soul. The trinity of examples in this little book include from the lives of Buddha, Shankaracharya, and Chaitanya. These three lives illustrate for us the path of spiritual idealism and the way of self-unfoldment through wisdom, will, and love. Without dogma or doctrine, their spiritual guidance gives us strength through their life example and by their various expressions of truth. They reach beyond the sectarianism of religion and arrive at universal principles. Their philosophy of soul is developed consciously, willingly, and devotedly. We begin with the life of the Buddha and the Noble Eightfold Path. A reading from The Way of Wisdom and Self-Liberation by Swami Premananda. It appears strange but inspiring that Gautama, the son of a mighty king, was born under a tree attended by the royal courtiers, regained the supreme state of self-realization, nirvana, in absolute identity with the cosmic consciousness, God under a tree surrounded by the noble virtues of his soul. And while speaking words of wisdom, encouragement, and comfort to his beloved disciples, as Buddha, a savior of mankind, in vivid consciousness and peace, discarded his mortal garb under a tree by the side of a village path. 
The Buddha, along the path of wisdom, revealed the way to attain peace and self-liberation through the Noble Eightfold Path. What is this Noble Eightfold Path? How does it illumine our consciousness with the light of wisdom? The Buddha spoke words of wisdom and encouragement to his disciples, but he also at times offered up a noble silence. Knowing when to observe silence and when to speak with thoughtful reflection and words that contain within them nothing of superficiality, but rather contain the power of inspired meaning. Of right conception of truth, right motive, right speech, right effort, right realization, right action, right remembrance, and right living. These foundations for life are what Buddha brought to us in the Noble Eightfold Path. Living with physical poise, mental calmness, and uplifted vision. We live by the light of wisdom. And now we turn our attention to the second portion of this book on Swami Shankaracharya. Swami Shankaracharya was the founder of the Swami order, which is devoted to the dissemination of pure truth. In reality, therefore, all Swamis are his followers. He organized many monasteries in India where Vedic philosophy and yoga were taught. The four principal monasteries which he established in the four parts of India were Yosimath in the north, Vijamath in the south, Gobardhanath in the east, and Saradamath in the west. It is said that his main purpose in so doing was to provide for the dissemination of the pure and sublime teachings of the Vedas from the four corners of India to all her people. And, I may add, from those four corners of India, perhaps to the four corners of the earth. The illustrious monist, Swami Sankaracharya, composed the Moha Mudgar for the purpose of awakening man to his true nature so that he might liberate himself from his self-inflicted bondage. Shankaracharya brings to us the pursuit of awakening to our true nature. When we are no longer deluded by the bowl of earthly hopes, Shankaracharya brings the questions to our mind, who is absorbed in the contemplation of the Supreme? Why are we attached to our youth, brooding over loss and gain, and fearing the changes in the world of impermanence? With meditation on the true nature of the self, we do not desire the objects of our senses. Rather, we keep company with the virtuous through contemplation of subjective ideals we begin to realize that one reality permeates thee and me and all beings, in the words of Shankaracharya.
and begin to understand the will necessary to live by this realization, to uphold it in our thoughts, in our words and deeds. We begin to actively pursue the spiritual life with dedication and determination. And then in this beautiful publication, Swami Premananda turns to the love and supreme devotion of Chaitanya. Chaitanya lived and preached the truth and power of love and devotion. He was decidedly a messenger of love. With the dawn rising in the eastern sky, he used to pass along the village path, awakening the people with songs of God. The apothems of love here presented are based upon the free translation of some of the fundamental doctrines of the philosophy of love and devotion, bhakti yoga, of which Chaitanya was an ardent exponent. The word apathem is used here chiefly because the thoughts embodied in the following pages are taken principally from the bhakti sutras. Bhakti is devotion or love, and sutras means apathems. Chaitanya, the bhakti saint, who by virtue of his love conquered the domain of subjective life. He asked all of us to reflect on the subject of our devotion. Where can we step where the ground is not sacred? Where can we go where God is not present? In the form of all-encompassing love. In the pursuit of spiritual study, we know that books give information about reality but they do not give the experience itself. Experience is necessary in the spiritual life, for truth to be real must incarnate in human life. It must be lived. And how do we live it? In the expression of Sri Taitanya, it is lived in our pure heart. Chaitanya means consciousness. It means ever awakened in pure consciousness. It requires the awareness of the heart's purity. If religion has a purpose, it is to awaken love and devotion. In the expression of Chaitanya, we should learn to be as humble as a blade of grass and as patient as the majestic banyan tree. And that which awakens in us the consciousness of divinity is love. This and all other publications of the Self-Revelation Church of Absolute Monism are available through our website. I encourage your interest and pursuit of study, reading, and reflection.